Lime Podcast. This is episode number 71. Uh, I am your usual host, Jared, and I have with me Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yeah, I'm here. I have Michael Mahoney. And I feel super welcomed. And he's, yeah, we're happy to have you here. And then we have Mr. Doug Wilson. I guess so. <laughs> okay. All right. It's all right. It's okay. Bringing, bringing a lot of energy to it. I love it. Uh, and then Lucio is uh, missing. Normally, he would be in another country. That's usually part of the course. Uh, but tonight, we're having an extra special absence, which is he does not have an internet connection presently in his place of residence. Um, or he's dead. Presumably because a meth addict came and cut the cord outside his house. Which is exactly what happens, according to the game I'm playing right now. Right, this guy wearing a koala mask? Um, pro- probably. I don't. Yeah, s- man. I don't see why not. This seems like a thing that could happen. Um. So you may have noticed if you stumbled upon our webpage, our successful website, enemieslime.com, You may have noticed if you stumbled upon there today of all days that we finally got a clue. Um, yeah. And the clue is game journalism. I was thinking all this time, I was like, what are we missing? What is not like, what is not clicking? What is that thing that we're not doing? And then I realized the thing that we weren't doing was game journalism. Um, and I had just, I had just come off a Bloodborne session where I did terrible. I did absolutely terrible because I'm awful at that game and it's the game's fault in its like completely and totally. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, I, and I was just thinking about that. I was thinking how unfair the game is and how um, the developers should never have been born. And then I realized that... That's a reasonable thought, by the way. I mean, it's true. It's truth. Um, and I realized that we just we needed to change our ways. Like, um, you know, I, I don't know, uh, like, like, a, like a murderer who has just killed his final victim. You know, he realizes, I can't keep doing this. I have to, I, I have to switch to Diet Coke instead of regular Coke. And so... Oh, yeah, regular Coke makes you feel victims. bad. So that's what we did. Um, do you guys want to run through, like, some of our, some of our like, news points for, for the new and improved Enemy Slime? Yeah, I think we got a lot of great points to Let's make. Let's run through it. I think we do, too. Let's do it. Um, why don't we start... Let's, uh, let's kind of go in reverse here. Um, let's start with some big news in the gaming world this week. I'm going to start at the bottom of the page and work my way up. The big, big news in the gaming world this week. Um, Trevor Noah has been chosen to succeed Jon Stewart on The Daily Show. You guys know about I'll The Daily I'll be the first one to say it. Not black enough. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's actually just the right amount of black. He should be a black transsexual. Um, and he's too black. They did, they, did, they did actually pass off. That's a Jessica Williams to do it. So, Is that a transsexual? I I don't know what. No, no she's, she's she's like she's, she's like the, the most senior correspondent on the show. She's also very black. She's way blacker than Trevor Noah. Or wait, maybe mm. I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking of of B Samantha B. You're, Is that her name? You're thinking of Samantha B. Like Maya the B. Like Maya the B. Um, <clears throat> and then Man, how great how great was Maya the B? So, so they they picked Trevor Noah, and then as the internet is prone to doing, people online went. Um, and looked at every tweet that he had made on his Twitter account all the way back to, like, 2009. And they found a couple jokes that could be considered uh, maybe racist, maybe old-fashioned, maybe not funny, maybe all three at once. 
And well, you can only be two of those three things. And, um, you know, that obviously means that he can't actually be on The Daily Show. Like, we, we had to cancel this whole thing. Can we get him deported? Um, no, but we can force him to live in Indiana, I think. <laughs> that sucks. I think we can do that. All right. Can Based on the things that he said, though, can we, like specify which part of town he can live in and which shops he can, you know, patronize? Nothing that he said was really all that offensive. I think there was a Jew so joke I, in there. Uh, uh, there was a Jew joke? Well, I mean, if John Stewart's cool with it, then I guess it's fine that he said that. Yeah, John Stewart, but, he, John Stewart said, I love this Jew joke. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's, what was the other joke? Um, there was some about the apartheid in South the apartheid, okay. Um, and then well, he's South Jared, African, so he gets to make that joke. He he is, yeah. Um, I guess the so, comment there was just that it was a wee bit dated. So here's the thing, right? I think I think that um, since he's South African, I'm actually surprised the stuff they found wasn't more offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's definitely fair. Yeah. Um, anyway, Comedy Central defended him, said, hey, comedians' jobs are to push boundaries, and if Trevor Noah was doing that years ago... That doesn't mean that he wouldn't be a, a fitting choice now. And this is a company that still has Daniel Tosh on their bankroll. So uh, it, obviously nothing that anyone found was actually going to be a problem. Um, his his big issue now is just, uh, you know, getting funnier. He'll need to get a little funnier, I think. So anyway, Ed, anything else that we want to talk about there? Trevor Noah. Games... Video games. Game I mean, maybe there'll be, maybe, do you think he plays video games? What what video game do you think he would play? Pac-Man. He looks kind of like Wayne Brady, so I'm guessing we party you. He would probably well, play we party you. So, you know, I'm, I'm, he's my foe now. <laughs> All right, there you go. Jay, do you have a recommendation for Trevor Noah's video game of choice? Oh, God. Um, you know... I've been playing a lot of video games. I went from playing like no video games lately to playing a lot of video games lately. Uh, I think uh, Bloodborne, Life is Strange, Resident Evil Revelations 2, um, and I think the one with the most political commentary that seriously considers its place in the world is Battlefield Hardline. Yeah. So I think I think Trevor should play that game, and uh, and I think he should give us like a serious breakdown of why Battlefield Hardline does a poor job of reprimanding you for police brutality. Jay, what, what game would half of you play? What game, what game would half of me play? Which half? No, Um. no, no, (laughs) no. Look, because the Cuban half would play Battlefield Hardline. I know that. And the, um, the black half would probably just celebrate 420. I know that we're being new and progressive, but we can't be too new and progressive. Actually, seriously, are we reading the news satirically here, or are we just just talking about the news? No, this is the new, this is the this is our new site that we're that we're doing. I'm just going through the stuff that we posted today. All right, and I mean, yeah, the, the the Trevor Noah thing is a real real thing. That yeah, I mean, Trevor Noah really was chosen, right, um, right. and it just it seemed like it it seemed like it was relevant to gaming. <laughs> I can't con- I can't connect how just yet. <laughs> But it felt like for my video game website, it was the most appropriate story that I could put on my front page. So I went ahead and did that. You know how it is, you know? 
I do um, know how things are. Let's see what else. What else do we have? We have our latest uh, editorial piece um, titled "I'll Fight You," um, where we're challenging our readers to to fight Lucio. Yeah, I mean Lucio is challenging them to a fight. So here, here <laughs> Lucio is challenging you to a fight. So here's the thing: um, it's basically on your dime. You have to figure out how you're going to get to Lucio. Right, right. He he does he does live in uh, Miami. So you'll have to figure out how to get to Miami, especially those of you who are listening to this podcast from the UK or whatever. That also means um, that, that also means that he fights dirty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically everything is on you. It's on you to get to. He we made the challenge, right? And mm-hmm. as we all know, this is how it works. Once someone makes a challenge, the onus is on you to meet that challenge. Yes. Yeah. And if if it looks realistically like somebody could actually like rise to meet the challenge. Um, it's best to find a way to avoid that from actually happening. Yeah, if you if you think you can actually beat Lucio, then you are not invited to fight him. Yeah, we only want we only want people who are weaker and smaller than Lucio. So I'll get his measurements. I don't know what they are, but um, you know, if you have polio, feel free. I'll measure I'll measure his muscles, and we'll get him we'll get his stats posted. And if you uh, feel like on paper at least you are weaker than him. Um, then we will definitely accept whatever challenge you have, uh, and and Lucio will fight you. And, and uh, now, 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 Lucio did issue this challenge on Twitter, which makes it an official, legitimate challenge. Uh, but then he started blocking everyone that decided to meet the challenge, which I think is a fair thing. It's honestly. kind of it's kind of like the cinnamon challenge, where you can't. It's impossible to actually do it. Nobody has ever successfully done it, right? And no one ever will, right? It's the cinnamon challenge. So um, let's move on. Let's move on to another piece. Uh, this was a, a great piece that Jay put together, um, which is why Bloodborne is not one of the Arkham games. Like, well, it's not. No, no, it's it's I mean, it's not, not good. It's not good, it's, but it's also not an Arkham game. Well, it's, it's not good because it's especially not an Arkham game. Right. I guess I guess I missed that correlation. So it's a bad game because it is not an Arkham game. Yeah, I mean, more or less. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying every game has to be Arkham. I'm just saying that every game it should, should be. be, should strive to be as Arkham as possible. Okay, let me. Every name, game worth playing is Arkham. Let me name some games here. You guys tell me whether or not it would be better if it was just an Arkham like Asylum, um, okay. uh, Zelda, and A Link to the Past. That would be better for Arkham. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, let's see, uh, Portal Two. Better if it's Arkham. Like, so Batman's going through the portals, or do you think it should just be Arkham? I think it should just be Arkham. Yeah, yeah the portals really just get in the way of Batman's. That's true. Well, well, a portal gun seems like something Batman could invent, but yeah, sure, only sure. if he's, like, using the portal to shoot Mr. Freeze's own gun at him. I mean, let's be real here. Like, you're trapped in a facility where you're forced to do, like, tests. That sounds like a Batman thing. Yeah, I guess if he's testing some stuff at Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, like, he got trapped in Wayne Enterprises by the Joker... And he right. has to do right. and, like and Gladys Gladys was the Joker programming it. Then I could see it. Right, Gladys Maybe. Gladys would be the Joker in this scenario. Yeah. Uh let's yeah. see. What's another like really bad game? Um uh, I feel like a shorter list would be which game shouldn't be Arkham. And I think we all know the answer to that. Chrono Trigger. None of them. Mm. No, Chrono Trigger would be better as Batman. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would definitely dig Chrono Trigger a lot more if you were playing Batman. You could take the Bat Epic and save Wayne's parents. See, the Bat Epic seems like something Batman should be able to invent. 
Seriously. Okay, what if Christopher Nolan made The Last of Us, and then at the end, Joel spun a top, and we never saw whether or not the top fell over? It was Batman in it? I mean, Joel is Batman. Sorry, I meant oh. I meant Joel, Joel man, Joel Batman. Well, then it's great. So, so yeah. then, so then Ellie would be Robin. Uh, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I that's actually a much better game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. What about cribbage? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that there's a reason why we should stop at the at video games as a medium. Like right. Like um, Parcheesi. Yeah. Why can't board way better? I know. Way I mean, better. the Bible would be better if it was Batman. True. So I I I wanted I wanted because this is really about Bloodborne and how it isn't how it isn't Batman. Yeah, sorry, we got a little off topic and, there. And I mean, it's it's clearly so trying to be Batman. First, you're playing a guy in like this in like this gothic city, right? I'm just saying I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's Gotham, but I'm not not saying it's Gotham, right? They call it Yarnum, which is a really stupid name for Gotham. Um, and you're playing kind of like this mysterious, silent guy, and he's got his own secret hideout and he's got like all these funky gadgets and stuff and uh you know he just has to you have to use your detective skills to figure out what's going on in this city and that to me just sounds a lot like arkham it sounds like you know um the the from software guys looked at the arkham game and they said hey let's make arkham and then they made bloodborne and i think they missed a lot of really what makes arkham like tick right yeah like where's killer croc there's no Killer Croc. I haven't seen Killer Croc. Uh, I I haven't seen Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn is always there within like the first five minutes of the game. Um, so I mean, it's know. it's a it's a bad Batman game. It's a bad Batman game. I like they completely missed the point of the counter system. The the counter system is all up to your own timing. There are no button commands to show you. It's just bad. Oh yeah, you don't get like a little lightning bolt over your head. Yeah, and I mean, how else are you supposed to know the counter? Mm. So, yeah. I thought about just using my brain, but I don't think that's Shut not up, fair. Shut up, Doug. That's not fair. So let yeah. me ask you guys just a little side question before we move on. Do you ever look at your significant other and you're upset that they're not Batman? Oh, all Every the time. Every day. Okay. I'm capable of love I, because nobody is Batman. I was invited to uh, Passover and I'm like, you know, I look at her. I'm like, well, why is your family not Batman? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine a like little upside down Batarang menorah? That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, and that's a question that I ask pretty frequently when someone's like inviting me to dinner. I'll be like, well, is Batman going to be there? <laughs> and the, the answer is usually no. And so I don't go. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> okay. This is why we have a website because nobody's good enough as, or as good as Batman. Yeah. It's just. Um, so if, you at home feel bad about yourself. If you're Batman, write into us. If you're not. Oh, then... if you're Batman, we would love you on the show. Oh, man. Um, next up, we have a, uh, a little article here, um, that, that I wrote just a, a little, you know, kind of, kind of confessional piece here. Um, I don't know if you guys played Shadow of Mordor, but I, I think everybody I, did. I, right? I did. It's, it, it's kind of like a Batman ripoff. So there's a pretty clear message in Shadow of Mordor that you should kill your significant other. I got that. Yeah, everybody got yeah. that out of that, right? I mean, I, I got the impression that I should kill a lot of people. <laughs> no, I got the but impression. But especially the, the most important person in my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So just sneak up behind him with a pair of scissors and just give it right to him. You know, and I, I guess the question that I'm trying to kind of pose here is, why aren't more video games 
uh, curbing that murderous urge that we all have inside of us. <laughs> instead of instead of promoting it like they're so clearly doing, right? Um, yeah, it's because the world's just it's a sick place, and like, and like how like how Battlefield Hardline just keeps encouraging uh, police brutality. I wanted to ask. I was curious in Battlefield Hardline if you arrest somebody because I know that's what you can do, right? Like if you sneak up on somebody, you show them like your badge or something, and then you put yeah. them under arrest. Yeah. Can you shoot them after you've arrested them? <laughs> you can. Okay, I wasn't sure if you could or not. Yeah. Is there a reason to do that? No. But but you should. Is there a repercussion to doing it? Nope. So this Once is what I arrest them, that's it. This is what I'm talking about then. <laughs> you know, I would even say that my one one complaint about Arkham is when Bruce Bruce Wayne's parents got killed, it was clearly telling me to kill my parents. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. A little and bit. even that, I, I can forgive it because it's Arkham. But you know yeah. that there's a scene in Arkham City, I think, like a little bonus scene that you can get where you go to their like uh, the place where they were shot, and you leave some flowers there. And the the button that you press to leave the flowers is the same button that you use to counter enemies. And I'm, oh, and I'm not sure what message they're trying that's to send cool. there. That's are they cool saying that your parents are your enemies? Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Or are they saying that you should give criminals flowers? No, I think they're saying they're your parents, your enemies. I think you know these, these game developers are just like just so far away from the policy. They don't think about how these video games that they're releasing, right? They're just amoral influence. atheist monsters who want they, nothing well, but for the dead to rise up and have sex with their dead parents. <laughs> they influence every single part of society, right? From right. doctors and medicine to lawyers and politicians i mean i mean video games get back to the white house eventually i mean yeah uh, it, it's basically like like electronic arts is is the shadow organization in james bond that controls water you know i know when i was young and i was playing video games i just did it because i thought they were fun but now that i'm older i realize that i wasn't doing it for fun i was doing it to, to get like a message. Well, and I, and I'm I, so glad that 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 actually that that kind of I know that now. That pro- that provokes me to ask a question of Jay. I know we haven't really talked about Battlefield Hardline yet, but one of the reviews that I was reading for the game was really kind of down on it because they felt like it um it obviously is based on a subject that's very controversial right now um in, in America and the review is really down on the game because they felt like it didn't make enough social commentary. And I thought that was a little ridiculous because when I think of getting social commentary and like a real statement on militarization of the police, I don't think that video games are able to give me that statement and well, like it, and still be a fun video you, game at the same time. It, it, it's not just that you don't think video games can give you that statement, right? It's that you think Battlefield in particular is not set up <laughs> to give you that statement. Well, so I guess that's my question is to you, do you think that that's a fair like thing to dock it for that it that it didn't, <laughs> absolutely that not. It didn't like, take a social stance on it's such a it's such an asinine complaint like i i don't i really don't know what they expected when they when they when they turned on that game and you have to think you know like, there's so many things there's just so many things wrong with that right so first of all battlefield hardline is probably in development before any of this stuff goes down or if, it, or if it's uh you know it's not it's being released now but if we're going to have a game that responds to all of this controversy that's going on right now, then we're probably going to see it several months to a year to a couple of years from now, right? We're not going to see it right away. Well, and it's probably uh, not going to be made by Visceral and published <laughs> by EA. It's, 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 
definitely not going to be made by Visceral. I can, I can promise you that. And I think that's like the main thing. It's like at, at some point you just don't realize what video game you're playing. Right? Well, it's, it, I mean, the thing is, like, I know that if they had tried to do it, it would be even worse. Like, after, <laughs> after you, like, explode a building full of robbers and you, like, get back in your cop car and turn to your partner and you're like, man... We are way too militarized. Somebody <laughs> should regulate this better. <laughs> like, well, and, and but here's the thing, because because like when you play it, it's not a free pass, right? It's when you're when you're when you're playing it, the cops all the time they kind of reflect on how how um, heavy-handed they are, right? So a lot of the early questions they ask, it's like, oh, we're never going to be able to take this case to the DAA, uh, or we're going to have internal affairs looking into us because the way we're handling this is all wrong. So they actually do question it all the time kind of in-game. But it's it's really not like the deepest story. It's like going to Saints Row for your political commentary. It's just well, not the place where you need to be searching for it. I think all games need political commentary. <laughs> like, I really wish that the new Madden had addressed the Ray Rice situation. <laughs> I, I don't but, think... I think it should be fairly criticized because it didn't even touch on it at all. Here's here's maybe a side question for you guys. What is a game that really spoke to you on a political or social level and made you maybe think about an issue differently than you had before? Because I know there's tons of games like that. Star Tropics. <laughs> okay. It's funny. Maybe you think about the stars. It's funny you went. It's funny you went there because I do feel like it's been a long time since a game really spoke to me like that. And mine was going to be uh, Adventure Island, where you're Mac and you have to ride your skateboard. How about how about how about Final Fantasy Tactics? Ooh, I think there's, yeah. there's something there. Well, I mean, you're not questioning real world politics. <laughs> you're questioning the in-game politics. I mean, it did make me think more about like being born into wealth and the consequences and. That uh, damn Delita. Damn Delita, you know? He, why, he couldn't get his shit together the whole game. Fuck that yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. He, he basically had to stab everyone that, that loved him and cared about him in the back. And that got me uh, thinking about how my own family stabs each other in the back all the time. And how you it's should like, kill the people close to you. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you know, I remember one time, uh, me and my brother, we were like in Los Angeles, and uh, they gave us a little fruit basket. And I'm like, hey, that pear has my name on it. And then my brother, he takes the pier and he eats it. And I'm like, damn, now I know how Ramza feels. I just hope the next Mario deals with police corruption and brutality. So here's the thing, right? Because I, I, like, I feel like games are trying to be a bit more uh, honest socially and uh, honest in terms of character development. But I feel like everyone in the video game field, in terms of their writing ability and their ability to tell a story, I feel like they're so raw the best they can do is kind of just fumble about until they figure out the right formula, right? Like, I feel like Dan Hauser and Ken Levine and, and Tim Schafer, I feel like the narratives they construct are really good, but they've also been doing it a really long time now. So they're kind of getting how a story feels. You get something like kind of Life is Strange, or you get something um, like, God, what's the other example I want to pull here? Um, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, you get something like, like Life is Strange. Or fire, yeah, Firewatch is a good example. You get something like that. Ooh, Firewatch. Firewatch, and it feels it feels a little hollow, right? It feels like you you want to get at something there, but your writing chops aren't quite together yet to get that. Um, maybe in another game or two, you know, after you've been doing this for a while, because look, no one comes out a strong writer out the gate. Everyone thinks they can write, but that's different from actually being able to write. And I think that's part of it. I think that's the first thing, and I think the other thing is just 
having to understand characters and story. Um, you know, and I and I think that understanding comes from either living that life or talking a lot to people who have lived that life. Because I know that's how films are made. I know whenever someone has a topic that interests them in a, in a film, they never just start right out the gate and write it. Or they write a little bit of it, but they're like, man, if I care about this topic that much, I have to go research it. I have to go and actually talk to these people. You know, that's why everyone always wants to do an adaptation on someone's life story or an event that happened. And that's why you get things like uh, Fruitvale Station, because people are like, oh... I actually want to explore this life. I actually want to do the research and figure it out. And I don't think video games do that. I think people that do video games are like, oh, yeah, it's enough for me to watch a movie. And then I know everything about this life. And I think that's, uh, to me, why video games just feel so problematic in terms of their ability to tell stories right at this point in time. Um, you know, so it's it really, I, I, feel like it's a, I feel like it's a demand um, that people are asking of video games, that video games aren't fit to fulfill yet. And I feel like the demand is even more ridiculous when you apply it to games like Battlefield Hardline. Well, what what kills me about it is just the attitude of, like, they had a responsibility to do this. And it's like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> they, yeah. they certainly didn't. And, like, they didn't make the world a worse place by not addressing it either. I think that's I think that's crazy. And, um, you know, it's it's not even like it's Battlefield Hardline. I mean, battle, first of all, I don't think anyone even knew Hardline was coming out. It's like coming off the heels of another Battlefield. Um and so it's going to be a really niche game anyway. No one is, you know, no one's going to be running to the stores to get this. It's going to be buried under Bloodborne. It's just something that's a blip on the radar. And it's not going to seriously impact anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I mean, it, it sounds like it was competent enough. I, I, I like Visceral. I, I wish that this wasn't their project. I feel like they could probably <laughs> be put to better use. I just I find it funny that there's this this push that all the that games need to have this social commentary when I guess there are, there are plenty of other things in media that have no social commentary at all. Well, and there are I, movies that are just to entertain. There are books that are just to entertain. There are definitely TV to shows. The radio? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, but I think that's a great I think that's a great point because you know I think if you have a movie. Um, and you have a, you send a critic to go look at a movie. If they're going to go watch an action blockbuster, they know that they're reviewing an action blockbuster, right? It's like if they go to Guardians of the Galaxy, they know they're reviewing Gar- Guardians of the they're Galaxy. Not, they're not. They're not like uh, they, they didn't walk out of there shocked that Transformers didn't have anything profound to say about immigration reform. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to like people don't go to Michael Bay movies to to worry about immigration. Optimus exactly. didn't say anything about building a wall. They go because they have poor taste in movies. I can't believe John <laughs> McClane made fun of that Russian guy's accent. Yeah. Before murdering him. It's that, so it's like really, it's a really kind of asinine thing. It's it's kind of like if you get Battlefield Hardline, you know you're going to you know you're buying a first person shooter. You know, and and please do this. Please name one first person shooter that is deeply biting social commentary. Give me one. I mean, Postal I want to say the one that one from a few years back was interesting. I can't remember its name though. It's not even remotely <laughs> like I wouldn't call it social commentary, but I thought that what modern warfare 2 is doing with their little airport massacre thing like oh god it was it didn't it didn't work in the way that i think they maybe wanted it to but i think it was i think it was better than a lot of people give it credit for um i uh, but, but again like, that, that was like that was like good from a story perspective 
but it really just it, at the same time like it didn't change my mind about anything or make me really contemplate or think about anything and, and I then remember how outraged everybody was that the game didn't just have you in like the the butch like Duke Nukem-esque hero I really can't think of a game that did make me like think about something maybe maybe the maybe the last of us but that was more of like a personal choice kind of thing like it wrapped, See, it wrapped then, up and, and i was like even, huh even last of us i think you know that's that's a very selective thing i think that's something where you know because i definitely didn't get the same thing emotionally that a lot of people got out of the last of us i i played it and i'm like man i kind of i've kind of read this story in a ton of books and i'm kind of seeing this story in a ton of movies i honestly and i you know i, I think that gets that the disconnect that a lot of video game critics have you know i feel like video games are in this odd bubble where you feel like if you're a gamer then you're enlightened enough that you don't have to experience any other media content right and you're probably not going to have a book you're reading at the same time you're probably not always running out to movies uh and that's fine and it's fine to have you know it's fine to choose your niche and it's fine to choose your hobbies um but then you're also kind of creating a very sheltered perspective, and you at least have to acknowledge that, that, well, I don't know shit about this other medium. Um, Gamers are and, just better than anyone else, so, I mean, <laughs> that just makes sense. Yeah, but see, I, I think part of, I think it's, I think you're cheating yourself of something uh, culturally if, you, you, if you're deciding you're going to stick to this one thing. And then I think it starts to show when you criticize shit like Battlefield Hardline for not having the message that you so desperately want. Because let's face it, Battlefield Hardline may not have the message, uh, but there's a ton of other media that I think uh, either Mike or said, Doug said it. There's a ton of other media that does have the message, and there's a ton of movies you can go see, and there's a ton of television shows you can go watch, and uh, there's a ton of books that you can read that deal with this message explicitly, right? It's not something that you have to go to Battlefield or Hardline for. It's not a and They're all stupid because franchise. they're not Arkham. <laughs> Which are all stupid <laughs> because they're not Arkham. That's a great point. You know, I will say, I think the original Metal Gear Solid probably uh, made me learn more about nuclear pro- proliferation than I ever would have otherwise. I actually, I think I'll give you a point for that. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not bad. Because, man, the original Metal Gear Solid was like so insightful and smart that you would never ever believe in a thousand years that it would become Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> Like even up until Snake Eater, like I was going to say, even even no, three, no, Snake Eater, yeah, Snake Eater was is good. Has, I think Snake has Eater some great like educational cutscenes slapped in the middle of it. Yeah, I think I think Snake Eater is the first time I, I actually went out and really did a ton more research on the Cold War because we got a little bit of it in um in high school and I kind of avoided history in college. But after Snake Eater, I was like, man, I really want to know a lot about Wait, this era. What's the Cold War? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that something I should know? It took place in Antarctica. That's why they call oh, it. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All the major countries went down to Antarctica and had a war. Yeah. There's, so there's a Call of Duty about it. Oh, I'll, I'll play that. <laughs> yeah, it has all the commentary that you need. But see, even, even Assassin's Creed didn't make me do that. Like, Assassin's Creed, I just play them like, whatever. And I actually felt smarter than Black Flag, because I knew way more than Black Flag apparently did. Um, you know, I feel, like, I, feel like that's a, I feel like that's a series that's in a position to really kind of and you know again i'm not giving them this requirement it's not a requirement they need but it's a series that's in a position to say oh if we wanted to use it for some educational value we can but they're only hitting the big events they're only hitting the stuff that people already know and the people that really have an interest in these time periods probably know a lot more um than assassin's creed is portraying like how i know a lot more about uh, the golden age of piracy and how i know a lot more about the revolutionary war um, and how Lucio knew a lot more 
kind of about uh, the French Revolution and all this kind of shit. So, you know, but no one's ever given Assassin's Creed that criticism. No one's been like, oh, well, Assassin's Creed is basically not a history class, so I'm going to dock a point for it. Because everyone knows that would be ridiculous, because everyone knows that's not the aim. The aim is to just get, put you on a roller coaster ride where you're experiencing kind of this awesome point in history that we all know about, and we're just looking at it through uh, kind of the video game lens. So, I don't know. Also, they don't have any Batman, so why should they even try? <laughs> well, and then Assassin's Creed just rips off Arkham's combat. Yeah. Like, like oh, wholesale. Yeah. You know? I, I, I'm surprised no one ever pointed that out, that, that Assassin's Creed is a straight Arkham rip. It's true. <laughs> Damn shit. I sound like such an asshole. <laughs> this is going to be a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's move on to the next article that we put up on the site today, which is um, something that shocked me very personally. So I went online the other day and I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures online. Just just uh, sometimes I go to Google Images and I just type in like a thing I want to see. And I think to myself, I think, you know, I want to see Sonic the Hedgehog. And I type it and I start scrolling. I don't even get like halfway down the page and all of a sudden, I see a big old picture of Sonic with his dong out, and and tails oh, really? tails is sitting there. So, so wait, what was the people, exact search? That people you do that. I searched for I searched for Sonic the Hedgehog hot because I think that he's a hot character. You know, like like he's yeah. he's in. He's a hit. Yeah, I I I I, uh, I did a similar search because right? I just wanted to see him on a hot sunny day. So, so how big was his dong? I mean, but no, no, it's kind of, it's this is kind of like, man, are you, people actually do this? People actually portray Sonic the Hedgehog with a giant dong. Who would do this? Yeah, and I, I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm like, this is disgusting. This is repugnant. Yeah. I can't believe there are people doing this. I need to proliferate it as much of it as I can on my website. Yeah, so, so I collected all the pictures that I could find, and I brought them over to the site and put them there. And and then you know made sure to post like shame shaming comments about it, like this is really wrong, guys, and shame on you for doing this. Well, I mean, the only and way it's going to go did away you, did is you to leave... put so much attention towards it. If I can, and if you're outraged by this, you should like link it on Twitter so other people can be outraged. Yeah, you did. You did include all the links, did you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if I can show at least five people this thing that they didn't even know existed, and horrify them as horrified as I am, I feel like we could maybe change something. You change the world. Good. Yeah, make it a better place. For Did you make a hashtag though? For you and for me, and the entire human race, and that is a hashtag right there. Well, I think you did the right thing. I think I think if you're disgusted by something, if you're offended by something, um, if you think it shouldn't exist, then the best thing to do is get as much exposure possible. Yeah, and that's that's what I was kind of trying to do. Um, so I hope I I hope I did a good job there. And you know what's great, Jared, is that you change the world without leaving your desk or doing anything. Well, and that's the easiest way to change the world. I found. Yeah. So yeah. go go like us on Facebook. You're definitely you're definitely change. doing a lot more than those people that go out to like shelters and volunteer and who lobby and. Well, um, raising awareness is important. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying that other stuff is kind of like a waste of time and energy when you can just kind of post about it on the internet. I mean, you, I, you I literally never knew breast cancer was a thing until I someone raised awareness of it. You can right. go. And then, and then let me ask. 
Let me ask. Once you knew breast cancer was a thing, did you change your avatar? I did, and I, and I did that, and done, I changed a bra done, color, and uh, and you know more. I don't. I think breast cancer is cured now. I mean, does your yeah, wife? Yeah, does your you, wife you, has you, breast cancer? No. Well, then it worked. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I didn't know those people standing on like the the on ramp to the freeway were hungry. I just assumed they were just hanging out. But then someone okay. posted about it on Facebook. I didn't know about the shortage of ice until the ice bucket challenge, and now I know that we need to conserve ice. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's we're running out of ice, guys. Like, don't laugh. It's serious. Of course we are. Everybody's dumping it over their heads. <laughs> All right. I, I never thought about it that way until now. Huh. I mean, well, now you're now you're an informed individual and an informed. We don't have any ice. Then. How are we going to have an ice climbers game? I mean, I heard about the ice bucket challenge, but I didn't know what it was. I thought it was I thought it was where you filled a bucket and then froze it and then like climbed a tower of them or something. Or maybe well, like it, maybe like dropped it off a building onto your head. The ice bucket challenge is is to uh, raise awareness for ALS, and uh, now awareness is raised, and now I'm sure ALS ALS is no longer a problem. Same I as see same people as, walking around all the time now. So let me ask this: Do you guys remember when we created a hashtag to stop Joseph Coney? I I do, and I also remember have, when he was Coney's not in my house. So yeah. have you guys have you guys heard anything about Coney since the hashtag? No, and I had just presumed that's because he's dead. Well, there you go. It worked. Mission accomplished, worked. folks. Let's go home. Yeah. They no no one's mentioned ALS since the Ice Bucket Challenge. No one has mentioned Joseph Coney since Stop Coney. Uh, this stuff works, people. I mean, well, I, let's, I let's hear you on Twitter and see if we can find a hashtag for Boko Haram because maybe people are just just aren't doing it right. They're not tweeting. See, I, I Boko, think that's a, Boko I think Haram that's a needs idea. help, right? They 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 need assistance. Um, and we that's should a, help. That's no, a, not quite. It's that's a cereal, off. right? Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, see, it's, like, is, it's like a blueberry, like Boko see, Puffs. See, I, I know what I know what Boko Haram is because I saw a tweet about it one day. Uh, they're not nice people, so uh, you know, I, I I guess the only way to stop them, like they send in the UN, um, they send in a ton of people. They train like local rebels to try and stop these people, and and they just keep going and killing and murdering. And I seriously believe that's because no one here has started a social media campaign if, yet. If Battlefield Hardline had taken a stance on Boko Haram, it probably would have worked out better. I was going to say, was Boko Haram's last round of like summary execution sensitive to racial politics in America? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on. God, Jesus. Oh, Christ. Okay. So, what's next? Um, oh, yeah. So, Sonic... It turns out there are some sick people out there who want to see Sonic do bad stuff. So I won't go into it any further than that. If you want to see the pictures, go to our website, enemieslime.com. It's all there in all its sick, gross glory. Um, Let's talk about the next one, which is there's some pretty big rumors that we may have started that Nintendo is going to go out of business any day now. As of this recording, they're actually moving furniture out of the office right now. And you know, Miyamoto has applied at McDonald's. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say that like it's it's not like. I mean, they released Mario Kart Eight. I don't know if you heard this. It's their worst selling Mario Kart ever. By like how many units? I. What does it matter? I just gave you a statistic that's really (laughs) bad for them. They're going to be gone any day now. 
<laughs> okay. They made the 3DS, and what did they call it? They <laughs> called it the new 3DS. Well, how the hell is anybody going to know what what the old one is and how to buy that? I, I don't know. What is it? What are they doing? So anyway, I called them up and I said, "Hey, is it true you're going out of business?" <laughs> and the lady at Golan Harris is like, "No, what?" <laughs> and totally scripted, you know, like uh, corporate shutdown. They're trying to avoid scaring people, but I know. I I figured it out. I figured out the truth. And Here's you know, guys, I've, I've been to Japan once, and whenever something like this happens, all the big guys cut their own stomachs open. So that's probably already happened. I mean, I really want them In fact, to... it already has happened. If it's they, now fact. If they went out of business and we were right, that would be so good for our site. So, I mean, <laughs> I, just, I just really hope that that's what happens. So, And I don't know if you guys heard this, but they delayed Zelda Wii U, um, and that can only mean one thing. Which is that A.G. Ao Numa or whatever his name is, that he's probably, um, you know, working on another game that's not even Zelda. Well, he was probably fired. He told them, he was like, I, well, they're going to get rid of him after this, probably. Just like, just like Hideo uh, Kojima and the Phantom, the Phantom Limbs, they're going to let him finish that and then he's gone, you know? So I found, I found a tweet. It's from at Real Shigeru M, uh, which I <laughs> That's cannot- him. Is that the real thing? I mean, I don't see how it couldn't be. It, it <laughs> no. says right there, real Shigeru. That's all, the, that's all the source I need. What does it say? Well, there's a tweet that said, why did we put Pichu in Smash Bros? It was an accident. If that, you know, that sounds to me very suspiciously like he's probably leaving the company. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, and actually, you know what? Um, uh, Red, Reggie, Reggie Feelamy, um there's a there's a post on a Twitter for him too that says it says I'm reading this right now it says shh don't tell anyone we're going out of business soon. Uh yeah, seems, that's it. Seems counterintuitive to post that on um on a thing. Now actually later today on April 1st there is a Nintendo Direct uh that's going live today. And I was thinking to myself, how funny would it be if they announced a new Metroid on that and then it turned out to be an April Fools joke? That wouldn't be, That'd very be funny hilarious. <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that just be like so funny? <laughs> that would be a hoot. Um, oh, Nintendo. Never mind. I hope they don't go out of business. Keep the keep those guys around. They made a couple good games. A couple, but none of them were Arkham. Um, True. Let's talk about this next one. Doug is kind of the resident. Um, Bloodborne expert, I guess you could say, because he's got it. I don't know. Jay has been playing a lot more than I have. That's true. So. That's true. But Doug, you've got a deep, um, you know, a, a really deep kind of burrowed down history with the game, and I think that's why you were able to lend so much knowledge to this article that we put together on how to improve your bro- Bloodborne, your Bloodborne, oh, well, yeah, how to improve your Bloodborne game by detoxing. I don't, I don't know if there's any like, so. Here's the thing. We're we're not doctors, we're not medical professionals, but I think we know a thing or two about the human body. More so well, than doctors. When your mind well, is full of toxins, it's hard to concentrate. I mean, there's so like think about this. Every day you breathe in air and what's in that air? Toxins. Every day you eat McDonald's and what's in that McDonald's? Toxins. Every day you shake people's hands and what do they have on their hands? Toxins. Toxins. And probably poop. And a little, and fecal matter, which, guess what that contains? Toxins. It does. 
I can't do this. <laughs> so are, are you saying we should go on a juice cleanse or, or something like that? Um, I mean, you could, but the thing is, is that if you juice, that's going to have toxins in it too. Where do we, where do we get no toxins? Because I want to be good at Bloodborne. I'm going to tell you. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Supplements. So. What about oils? No, no, maybe. Maybe. Maybe oils. <laughs> Oils to supplement the supplements? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Scientists, scientists figure out what makes toxins go away, and then they take it and they put it in a pill, and then they sell the pill at Whole Foods, and if, if you take it, the toxins go away. And it's yeah, the- but, but aren't those scientists just part of the big pharma, and so that's why we need to get away from supplements no, these are, and these to are, oils? These are green scientists. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. They're not like regular scientists. They went so, to they went to different. So, they're home trained. They're homeschooled. So what does that what does that have to do with Bloodborne? Sorry. So when your toxin levels are high, your your focus, your ability to concentrate, and your most importantly, your ability to to dodge attacks from enemies, it it decreases significantly. And if you've ever found yourself getting hit in Bloodborne and thought huh, I bet I wouldn't have gotten hit if I had less toxins in my body. You were right. You wouldn't have. <laughs> you were 100% right. And, I mean, I found this I found this with way more than Bloodborne. Like, we're not just talking about, um, about supplements helping with, with Bloodborne. We're talking about um, penis size. You know, you know what? <laughs> It'll probably help when Arkham Knight comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as a Batman matter of, takes supplements. As a matter of fact, I took a supplement, and other games felt more like Arkham after I took the supplement. Well, well taking supplements helped me get girls. Yes. Um, not like a motorcycle, but probably... It, it really helps if you give them the supplements. <laughs> don't tell them what you're giving them either. Yeah, when they're not looking. Maybe in slipping like in their drink, drink is, what you're, is what you're saying. Yeah, you just, get it, yeah. Just a couple calcium supplements, you know? And then they come back and their skeleton's so so much stronger and they're gonna be like, Thank you. I'm ready to be. Well, I guess I guess I guess see, since since Blood since Bloodborne has such a vague story, I guess that they hint you really should be taking supplements. Because that's how the game opens. I mean you should eat fresh fruit and vegetables too, but do it sparingly because there's gonna be toxins in there. Well, yeah, and you should exercise sparingly as well because that generates toxins. I yeah. read a thing on Polygon. In that fact, said I in fact, meditate. if you if you exercise very little, and if you only eat one fruit a week, but take supplements, then your body will be fine. Yeah, that sounds right. That's what I remember. Um, there's a guy in uh, Ukraine who lived just off a multivitamin for like eight years. He just took a yeah. multivitamin every day. So, Did he dry swallow it or did he need water? I think he probably uh, did it rectally. That's, how, that's the best right. way to take a supplement. He actually just shoved it right into his skin. Yeah. Um, actually, if you if you use 190 proof Everclear rectally with the supplement, your body will absorb it faster. Oh, and, that's good enough. And you can but take ate one piece of kale and dropped dead. You can take that to the bank. Oh, that is true. So this is actually a good time to ask uh, our resident expert, Doug. So, you know, I've I've been putting the Shadows of Mordor disc into my Xbox One, and Bloodborne uh-huh. won't play. Is that because I have too much bile in my liver? Yes. Ah, damn What it. you need to do is take take supplements and then maybe just find a shark fin <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and then flambe the shark fin over maybe the oil of like zebra liver. Okay. And uh, add just a, a pinch of, of placenta. Don't forget snake wine. Sna- yeah, snake wine as a chaser. And apple, apple cider vinegar. And then you're good. You're good. You can play Bloodborne. All right. Here's Thank another, you still have to detox, so you won't be good at it. Yeah. Right, right. No, I've got a long way to go, but you're... You put me on the right path. I can't thank you enough. Uh, be really wary. Card number later. Be really wary too of organic foods because they usually have more toxins because they haven't been sprayed to prevent toxins. Right. And, <laughs> oh, and if you touch a food that is genetically modified, oh, you better just kill yourself because you're in for a world of hurt, buddy. I mean, that basically is a toxin. Your skeleton will just boil right out of you. If yeah. I if I gave you uh, a like an enhanced piece of corn. It would be really big and taste just like regular corn, but you would have a bunch of toxins after. So anyway, so does so does so does animal tests that makeup have toxins? Uh, only if the if it's been tested on the animal, then the animal imparts their toxins into the makeup, well, even in batches that weren't tested on that animal. If the animal takes supplements, it's probably okay. Yeah, that would be all right. <laughs> be I all believe right. they can also pick up most of the toxins by torturing the animal. Have you guys, oh, geez, I, can't, I can't even ask my fucking follow-up question. Have you guys heard about extends? <laughs> yes, I've heard about extends. I, I have. I hear that works really good too. <laughs> On animals? No, for bloodborne play. Oh. <laughs> it extends your focus. Oh. It extends, <laughs> it extends <laughs> your focus. It gives you a it gives you a longer, more powerful erection that you can oh, use to God. bump one of the triggers when your hands aren't free. Now, here's the thing, though. Like, I spend so much time focusing on my erection and how big it is that I'm often pretty bad at video games. Um, is there a supplement for that? <laughs> I mean, like I said before, Doug and I aren't doctors. We're just as close as you can be. But scientists well, are working doctors. on it, and it's on its way. Yeah, I feel like that's and, something yeah. that's probably still... Now, let me ask a quick question, though, Michael. Were you vaccinated? Hmm? Were no, you? I want to live. Okay, because that's actually that's <laughs> that's good. I was concerned that you had been vaccinated because that would definitely so, nope. And everything in my house is at a non forty five degree angle. So so here, here here's here's another thing. It, <laughs> I can't do it. Is there another topic we could talk about? <laughs> I think this one has wings. We have our we, we can talk about our last subject, which is our our our. Our banner piece, this is the one that's going to put enemy slime on the map, which is we got an email the other day, like two days ago, and it was from somebody who said, hi, you don't know me, but I killed a prostitute. And I'm like, that's a weird letter to get, especially because it was all in the form of a cipher. Um, and we had to like decode it and stuff. And um, and that was pretty wild and crazy. And it's it, that's all it said. It said I killed a prostitute. So we asked, we asked, what do you mean? Why are you telling us this? And he said, I'm telling you this because Grand Theft Auto made me do it. Um, they taught me like the best way to do it and where to take the prostitute and and where to leave the body so I don't get. It's this whole. It's this horrible murder mystery saga thing. Uh, this this insane confessional from this guy that he wrote to us. And it just the entire time it felt so real. Um, we just we just went ahead and 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 you know I, I did a little write up on it, wrote down everything he said, and and put it up on the website. And and did you fact check it? Yeah, yeah I'm sure he did it. Yeah, no. Um, his name oh is oh my god. His name is Josh. He lives in California, and um, that seems like enough. 
Yeah, that's good enough for me. And did, did, and so, is this something you researched, or is this something he told you? Yeah, no, no. I looked up. I looked it up, and there, there. Um, I found out that there are prostitutes in California. So it I mean, seems. Well, that's that's good enough. It seems like there would be one that he could murder. Yeah, well, um, I don't think he would lie. His description of the body was really like really spot on. I mean, or, or at least what I imagine a body would look like. Like he knew how many legs it would have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how many legs is that <laughs> he said one because she was in the war oh okay. i assume he okay. means i assume he means the gulf war yeah, yeah that sounds about right doesn't take care of its veterans <laughs> yeah thanks america and that's that'll be our next article i'll tell you there's well, that, a... that's what that's what battlefield hardline should have been telling us but they dropped the ball <laughs> yeah oh, my god where is the one-legged heart prostitute with a heart of gold no wonder josh killed that woman he had no Nobody to look up to in video games. So anyway, he um, that's up it's on too the, bad. There wasn't a simulated version of a father figure or priest he could talk to. That's up on the site. So, so we definitely we definitely know Josh 100 percent exists based on this information. Yeah. And he and absolutely he absolutely killed that person. I, I would testify that to a grand jury. Oh, OK, God, um, I, I don't even know what a grand jury is. I assume it's better than a regular jury. Um. <laughs> I would test it to a minor jury too, though, if I had to. What, what else did uh, did Josh tell you? Um, well, he said that he said that after he killed the prostitute, um, it felt really good and he liked it, and that's sick. That's so sick. I want to I want to make sure that I clarify. We don't condone any of this, but we thought it was a real good scoop, and the internet needed to know. We did publish his 2,000-page memoir about murdering the prostitute. He sent us. He did send us a manifesto, which I admit did have some maybe questionable stuff about Latinos. We didn't really run it by Lucio. I'm sure he's going to be okay with it. But we needed to raise awareness. He's pretty open to this kind of stuff. But That's how good it feels to kill prostitutes. I figured we, if we don't put up, the, if we didn't put up it, the the manifesto, he, maybe he would come and kill us, and we don't want that. Well, he would find where our offices are. Right. Um, you know, because our, one of our former employees actually told the Internet, and there is no other way people could have found out that information at all. Yeah. It would be impossible. Yep. It, I mean, other than that, that's it. That's literally it. So um, so I didn't want to – I don't want to be looking behind my shoulder all the time. I went ahead and just put up everything he asked me to. Um, he, towards the end of our conversations, he was getting a little intimidating. He was posting, he was sending me emails that like wouldn't end with thanks or goodbye. And that felt kind of threatening. Did he call you a rock star? <laughs> he, he did several times. He said, thanks rock star. And I, I, that made me feel good, and it, it showed me that I have value as an editor. And well, that, well, that's because it's, it's it's GTA drove him to kill. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Maybe he meant. Maybe he thought I worked for Grand Theft Autos. Maybe he thought you are Grand Theft Auto. <sighs> are you not? No, I don't have. Any I heard a rumor there. you were. I mean, I'm that Dan. Means it's fact. I'm Dan Hauser. Oh, by, that by, explains it. By night. Yeah. So. Just like Batman. You've never you've never seen them in the same room with each other. Is really, all I'm saying. You really haven't. Uh, no, you're right. I don't think I have. Yeah. No. I mean, think back. There was that one time at E3, but 
even then that would you that could have just been a double anyway we're getting way off subject here the point the important thing is to hear that um this is maybe this is what's going to make our website a real website so posting information without any facts or verification no he verified guys i told you his name's josh His name's Josh. He lives in California. He sent me a link to like a California like like escort service, which obviously I know what they're doing. So that tells me, boom, there's prostitutes in California. So we've got that's motive, isn't it? Don't I have motive? Yeah, you have motive. I have cause. I don't have an alibi because he's because how could he have one? Because he did it. Um. Also, and GTA made him do it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even really talk about that. Yeah, he played GTA and that told him to do it. <laughs> um, also, Josh di- disclosed the location of Fallout 4. So if you come back to the website tomorrow, you can find out what that is. <laughs> it turns out that in the New Mexico desert, there are hundreds of copies that have been buried in a landfill. <laughs> and Josh let us know where they are. So we're going to go dig those up. So... Uh, dust off your PlayStation 3s, fellas. Cause so, did, so, so did we get through all of our very real 100% news? <sighs> I mean, it was a lot of work, but I feel like we did. Well, you better get used to it. This new, this new era of exceptional journalism is going to be exhausting. <laughs> I've, uh, to be honest, like putting all this together was really tiring. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how the big guys do it. You had to check a fact. I mean, no, I, I, yes, yes and no. Like, I had to ask the guy, did you do it for sure? And he said yes. <laughs> um, but it just, it involved sending a lot more emails than I'm comfortable with. So, I like to keep things to two. Two emails, that's a good number. Well, I, I'm sure that, um, that by next week we can have, a, we can stretch Bloodborne into 10, 20 articles easy. I mean, we already have, uh, what, like two, three Bloodborne articles coming, a, a video if I can ever get it out. It's being a little difficult, but um, I'm working really hard on that. We did put up okay, a video yeah, for... But, but, for... But first of all, we never wrote an article uh, about the duplication glitch or how it was patched out. That's true, because they patched it so fast, there was hardly time. Yeah, so... It's still outraged. Can... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair thing to be outraged about. Uh, we can... We can talk about the enemies and what kind of dogs to remind us of. Yeah, I think there's I think there's plenty of content like. Yeah. Um, no, I, I heard the game is hard. Do you think that's sensitive to minorities? Yeah, no, the the game is super hard. Uh, if you are like if you're a baby, I wouldn't play this game. Like if you're if you're a young baby who is like still working on motor skills, can't walk. If, if you're any of those things, like this is not for you. Well, and then here's the thing. I, uh, what are you thinking your score is going to be roughly, Jared, right now? I'm, st- I'm still pretty solid on a four. So you think so? So that's that's like a great an enemy slime, right? Yeah. No. Do I think. Do you think? Do you think that's really fair to all the players that would never consider buying Bloodborne? I mean, uh, so yes. <laughs> the thing is, is that like, it's one of those things where this is either for you or it's not for you. And it's, yeah, it's but, for you the- if you're a cool person who likes good games, and it's <laughs> not for you if you're a lame person who is a baby. 
I don't know. I don't know because there 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 are people that like easy games, but they also want to play Bloodborne. I, those uh, there's there's really no help for those people. There are okay, no, okay, but no. I think Bloodborne should sure? change to to accommodate those babies. Yeah, I think so too. We should just only have to hit one button throughout the entire game. So so like, really, I think I really I think you should knock another point off Bloodborne for not being easier for those people. That want to play it, but don't want to play it. But that's why it already got down to a four. It was just because it was hard, and it made me uh, sad. Okay. I was so, sad right. how hard it was. So if you now, buy a physical you... copy, does it come with Midol? <laughs> <laughs> For all those players, it should. it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, the Enemy Slime Podcast. That's PMS <laughs> listeners at home. It's ca- get it. caffeine and, and uh, the other thing. Ibuprofen. Oh, uh, God. I, God, Michael completely... Knocked, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, that's happened a few <laughs> times. In fact, I think I know I'm going to post on the website tomorrow. Should we even... Uh, do we guys want to talk about Paperbound for two seconds? Doug, Doug, Michael, and I played it. We put up a video for it today. Um... I think we kind of said everything there was to say in the video about it, but I did want to mention, A, that it's out. It came out today on PS4 and Steam. And then, B, our big discussion while we were playing was how much is this game? Because none of us knew, and I didn't do the research I should have to know that while we were recording. We could have um, guessed. We did. We all, we all took guesses. And uh, and then did you, did you state that guess as a fact? I said that I thought it was 15, but that I thought 10 would be a better number. And it turned out it was 10. If you did, if you didn't state it as a fact on the podcast, it didn't doesn't count. Although I, I think the by the end, I stated it, sh- I'd pay three figures. Yeah, Michael said he'd pay a hundred dollars for it at least. But that makes sense because I was just so much better at it than everybody else. To be honest, you're going to have to if you want to buy some controllers to play multiplayer. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. Like it. In all seriousness, if you don't, if you have one controller, you're going to be dropping <laughs> like a hundred and twenty dollars just to play with two more people. <laughs> so. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not the right choice for you. But I, it was a lot of fun. There's a video on the site. Go check it out. It came out today. Um, I really like the game. I, I think it's a I think it's a really novel approach to kind of a an indie genre that's a little tired. So it's damn near an Arkham. It's almost yeah. I mean, I would say that the only thing that could improve it is if it was Arkham Asylum, right? Or City. Had some Batman's. Or even Arkham Origins, which is still even at its worst, way better than everything, than everything. else. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, is there anything else that we wanted to hit on this week? I feel like we covered it pretty good. Yeah, are we done at the bot? Are we at the mark already? I mean, we're at the we're at the hour mark, a little past. I um, mean, I guess. Let me let me just say this. <laughs> I, I I I think we did. I think we did the video games paper bound and. Uh, and Battlefield Harlight of disservice this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, we're gonna have a lot more time to talk about them after Nintendo closes. <laughs> but right now, that's gonna eat up a lot of our time. Yeah, that's true. Um <laughs> if you enjoy our brand new form of, of video game journalism that we worked really hard to craft for you, um, then send us an email. You can shoot us an email at contact at enemyslime.com. Um, if your game was one of the games we discussed this week and you feel like this was not worth the $2,000 that you paid us to talk about the game, uh, I guess write us an email at contactedenemyslime.com, but we're not giving that money back. 
You can, give us a, you can give us another two grand and we'll talk about it again in more depth. Yeah, I guess we could do that. We could definitely do that. Um, if you uh, want to, if you've ever been on like like Twitter or Facebook or whatever, I guess you could follow us there. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. We're on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash enemy slime. You can go watch our new paperbound video. And if I ever figure out what the fuck to do with it, the Bloodborne video will be there too. Um, what else? There was something else. There was something, it was so important, and now I can't think of it. So it's really not important at all. Um, I think that's it. Oh, give us money. Patreon.com slash enemy slime. I don't think anybody gave us money yet, so work on that. Uh, we didn't spend all this time game journalizing just so that we could be ignored. So, And if you need a maxi pad to staunch all the bloodborne, just let us know. We'll work something out. Oh, God. All right. And, and with that, we bid you farewell. Bye, everyone.